This is Anthony Johnson for the Pain in the Past podcast. Thanks for tuning in and making your choice to explore and potentially relieve chronic pain. Find strength and success in numbers by joining a community built on chronic pain healing at painpass.com. If you're experiencing chronic pain, symptoms, or sensations, and do not have any medical illness or diagnosis, the information in this podcast is for you. This show is about chronic pain caused by tension myositis syndrome, or TMS, based on Dr. John Sarno's theory of emotional suppression causing physical pain. As always, you are responsible for your own medical and professional treatment of all pain and symptoms. This is not professional medical advice and cannot be used as such. For more information, questions, or to join the Pain in the Past community support group, join us at painpast.com. This podcast is to share my personal journey of emotional healing and how I ended more than 20 years of chronic pain. Here, we are going to learn and grow and heal together. This is my personal story of my pain in the past. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the Pain in the Past podcast. This is Anthony, and today our guest is Donna Tashian. Donna has been a coach for more than 25 years and is the founder of Vibrant Living International. So sit back, relax, grab your favorite drink, and listen to what we have to say. Donna, welcome. Welcome to the show. Hi, Anthony. It is a pleasure to be here today. I've got my tea. What have you got? Um, I actually have coffee, but uh, I don't don't know if it's still warm, but, uh, (laughs) you know. Here we go. All right, so this is supposed to uh, keep my coffee warm for seven hours, I believe. So we're we're getting to the point where it's a little it. more <laughs> ruddy. So um, why don't you tell everyone a little bit about what you do and how long you've been doing it, and we'll take it from there. That sounds great. Um, as you stated, I'm a life mastery coach. I have been coaching. You kind of stop counting after 25 years, but it's been over that most likely. Um, and I've been mentoring people. So a few a few years of, of time really helping people to excel. Vibrant Living International is a nonprofit organization that I founded about 10 years ago to do the, what I loved full time. And what I mean by a life mastery coach is I want to help people master life and okay. want to do that spirit, soul, and body, and how there is a correlation between all of those to be able to live vibrantly. I personally, if I can share a few stories to get us rolling here, uh, okay. I personally had a difficult childhood. Um, and at the age of 15, I became a mother. It was not a consensual situation. So I'll, okay. leave, I'll leave that story to, to you can get a, get an idea what that might mean. And there is all kinds of, to, I ra- had a little girl and I raised her, uh, to say that that period in our life is hard. 
teenage years are rough enough, aren't they? I'm yes. like, come on. Teenage <laughs> years are hard enough. And you're trying to figure out who you are, trying to fit in. Whatever's happening in our body, we're either too big, too small, or something's off. <laughs> right, yeah. And all of that, and trying to figure out who we are and to fit in and all of those things um, can cause a lot of stress for most people. If people, most people ask what their junior high was like, they don't say that it was real fond memories of those periods. Right. Yeah, so like, as you recall, you know, we talked a little bit about this uh, before we started recording. And yeah, for me, my first year of high school was kind of like this traumatic thing. Um, I know some people go into high school and they're like, oh, it's high school. But for me, being about 100 pounds overweight and wearing glasses and going to a new school in a different neighborhood, with a whole lot more students, it, yeah, it, it was pretty overwhelming. Yeah. And one of the things we're not really taught uh, or learning, I, at least not most of us, is what do we do with these big emotions? Right. You know, I think that when we're in that time frame in our life, that it, whatever we might felt and say it was a 50 like I feel happy or sad and it's 50 degrees if we were going to figure out how to measure it's like a million <laughs> it's like I'm like everything is intensified there's no small things it's the end of the world or it's the greatest day of our life there's right. like there there's just it's intense no middle so, there's no middle so if I'm feeling pain and I don't know how to process it it internalizes yeah. And and it doesn't go away. We just look like we're okay or we right. pretend or we uh, perhaps take a substance to help us. Yeah. All yeah. our activities, daring activities and reserved activities. There's all kinds of ways that we cope. And, you know, it doesn't change a whole lot when we get to be an adult. So something happens and we pretend like we're okay. How many times have we said we're okay when we're not okay? Because it's not all right yeah. not to be okay. Yeah. I think at my age, I'm just starting to get used to the feeling of, oh, you know what? It's okay if I feel this way. It's normal. It's natural. And I can say something about it. And, yeah. and this is one of my pet peeves, too, is, is that we've really over-medicated kids. Yes. And we've really over-medicated adults so that I don't even know what to do with them because I just minimize them. I suppress them. And I don't know why I can't sleep nights or my stomach, my digestive tract is off. I keep throwing up or I have pain, fibromyalgia and all kinds of pain throughout my body that nobody can explain. Right. And then I feel more crazy and I feel more <laughs> stupid and I feel like yeah. more things are wrong with me. And then we go through all of this. So I think we've identified the problem pretty clear. It's like, how do I learn how to healthily process the things that have happened to me and the things that are maybe still happening to me. You mentioned things prior to recording is when you begin to change your perspective, even that my emotions could be causing the pain, that somehow that made it better, it made it different. And so just shifting our perspective a little can change things a lot. Um, one of the main things that we generally do 
is when something happens, let's say a couple's getting divorced. Okay. I don't know all your history, but let's say a couple's getting divorced. How many times do you think the kid thinks they did something wrong? Oh, yeah, exactly. I've heard that. Yeah. And so whatever, what, or we've got bullies at school saying things to us. Instead of saying something's wrong with the bully, something's wrong with me. Right. So it's always internalized that somehow I'm the problem. And when we begin to see that our perspective is what's hurting us, not uh, not that we're the problem because every single one of us is unique and beautiful and or and um de, you know amazing in our own way but we compare ourselves to other people and how can you compare one flower to the next one masterpiece to the next they're different and they have different abilities you're really good at math and somebody else isn't you know those all those comparisons that we do. So as far as emotions and processing big emotions go, I think that that's part of our awareness, part of our mindfulness. Um, would you say that everyone kind of gets that at different periods in life? You may be really young and still in childhood, or you may be uh, what we consider older and elderly when you finally pick up on what's going on with your emotions. To me, it's whenever you really begin to seek the answer. Okay. Um, it, to me, that makes the difference. It rarely happens where you have the, the self-awareness in childhood because you're still becoming who you're going okay. to be, yeah, yeah. in my perspective. So it isn't. But a big shift is amazing. I have actually done studies to show there's something happens around 40 years old. Oh, okay. there is something that begins to occur and it isn't that way for everyone. It doesn't mean you don't do any of it before, but there begins to be a real hunger or a desire to know the answers because when we seek, we find and exactly. we begin to find that. So I'm curious, did that correlate with the age that you began to look for answers? Uh, I think for me, it was a little younger, probably, well, actually fairly younger, 30. Okay. Um, and I think I, I had a job where I was on the phone a lot. I was talking with customers and I think aside from customers kind of feeling like, Hey, this seems a little tense and coworkers kind of actually saying like, you seem a little uptight and you're in a, you're in a customer service setting. Um, it kind of got me wondering, like, you know, I think you're right. What's going on here? Yeah. And the only thing I could come up with was anger. But I had no idea what the anger was, what was causing it or why I had it. So I started therapy. But I feel like it's taken so many years to actually get to some of the real core things that are going on. It's not, you know, it's not just anger. There's a whole lot of layers under that cause what you experience yes anger is a symptom that's on the surface right. it is the emotions that underneath yes a lot most of my clients have been in therapy and counseling for decades um and are um getting some results but not all that they're hoping for and so that's one of the reasons why i created a program called turn your baggage into luggage so you okay. can have the life you've dreamed 
and helping people to do that in a short period of time rather than taking feeling like it's taking a long period of time. So it is something that um, I have been working with thousands of people, helping them to move through the painful moments in life. We all have them. And we're not comparing them because your pain is your pain and my pain is mine. And how they how they begin to shape what's happening then in our bodies and reflections. So um, learning how to process that is a lot of being honest with ourselves, which is where I think mindfulness comes in, is really owning the pain and owning this wasn't okay, whatever it is, that this wasn't okay. And when this happened, I felt this way. And beginning to say, I, I use the analogy of where am I on my own map? It's like I pretended I am in one town, but I'm really in another. Okay. And, and so using that as if you were taking a trip from Chicago to Las Vegas, but you pretended like you were in some other town than Chicago, you'd have trouble getting to where you wanted to go. Okay. Yes. Does that make sense? And the the actual terminology that you're using, um, I think baggage is something that we all associate with, you know, something negative. Oh, you come with a lot of baggage, people will say, you know, going into friendships and relationships versus luggage. You know, you kind of get the idea of like, oh, I'm going somewhere fun. I'm going to have a good time. Um, so what would you say is kind of like some of the first things that people can do to start changing some of the things they would consider baggage into luggage? Now, one of the things that I uh, always uh, recommend is, is if your life was a book, okay. let that section be a chapter a page, a paragraph. Okay. But when we're in the middle of it, it feels like it's forever, right? It's like right. this This is forever. And so just shifting my perspective that this doesn't have to be forever, that there can be a flipping of the page to oh, yeah. something new, right. brings some hope. And that I'm telling you it's possible brings all I know, brings hope. So looking down the road, knowing that things could be better, that this isn't a forever thing, begins to shape shape what I see. One of the examples, and I'm sure you've heard it, this isn't a new one, but when have you ever got a new car and then suddenly see that car, there <laughs> you go. Yeah. Now, was the car there all along? Yes. Yes, okay. And you didn't see it because you weren't looking for it. Right. And the same is true about blessings and opportunities and new ways is because we have been trained. It's been reactive to what's been going on. So therefore, when I shift my perspective, I begin to see things that were maybe there all along. But I'm definitely seeing things and attracting things in a new way that I would not have attracted with a chip on my shoulder, if you will. Um, right. Those kind of things. So that's one, number one. Number two is begin to look for the gift. Begin okay. to look for the gift in the adversity. I call these gifts, these situations, wrap, they're gifts wrapped in sandpaper. 
They're not in pretty bows. They don't look marvelous. You don't go, oh, yay, this is what I've always wanted. None of that. Um, but there's always something that we can learn. So instead of going, why did this happen? This isn't fair. Why does this stuff keep happening to me? I hurt so bad. I'm tired of hurting. All of these things, instead of saying that, is saying instead and then being angry and resentful and, and, and fearful and all of the emotions. Instead, I can't change. We can't change what happened in our childhood. Right. We can't change the, the situations. We can't change it. But I can use it to grow, to become stronger, to become uh, better, to learn, to and do what you're doing. You took your pain and you're helping other people. Right. You're an example of this, of taking something that was an adversity and turn it in to now I'm going to, I don't know all the answers, but I know a little bit and I'm going to help other people so that they don't have to go through all that I did. So you begin to appreciate and celebrate the gift. Um, okay. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. Yeah, yeah, about 11 years ago, I lost a job that I thought was going to be my dream job. And anybody who's ever lost a job, I don't know why it devastates us so much, but it's rough. <laughs> and through that process, Vibrant Living was born where I did this full time and began to d develop this where now it's an international uh, being able to touch people around the world. And now I call that day, which was Absolutely. I remember the day. I remember the weather. I remember what I was wearing. It was just like, anyway, um, <laughs> I now say that was the worst day and the best day. Right. Yeah. Overall into one, because if I hadn't had it, vibrant living wouldn't have been born. And all of these thousands and thousands of people would not be being touched. And so we all have things that we can utilize and look for the gifts. I have four. That's number, that's number two. Number three is forgiveness and compassion for yourself and others. If you truly want to turn your baggage into luggage, it's part of the process. It is one of the most misunderstood subjects that is out there. <laughs> I will say that up front. Most people don't really understand what forgiveness is. I hear things like, they're not even sorry. Why well, would I forgive them? Yeah. <laughs> Why would I forgive them? It's hard. Yeah, it's hard for us to kind of, you know, we got to point the finger back at ourselves. And that sometimes is one of the uh, more difficult things for us to do. So if it's like, Oh, if I just do this thing, I will feel better. It it kind of seems like no, that that can't be it. <laughs> yeah, we we it's hard to correlate that and 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 forgiveness, bitterness, resentment causes more pain in the body. Okay, and then any emotion. Well, guilt is right up there. Uh but those emotions cause all kinds of chemical reactions in your body that bring pain, that bring situations that have pain in our body. And the body tells a story. It's definitely correlated. And so I don't have time today to talk about all the things that compassion and forgiveness entail and what they are and what they aren't. 
but that is a key. And the fourth one is, is get support and get help. When we try to DIY it, we don't see our blind spots. We keep trying. It's like we keep going around that same bush over and over and over again. Somehow we get better than we're not. We get better than we're not. And when you get support, you get to figure out, you get people to help you, get a coach to help you with your blind spots. Um, and if you're in therapy, I salute you because it, it saves our life. But coaching is different. There is something different from Pasadena. And if you need someone to talk to, you can have a free chat with me and I would love to support you. Okay. And Donna, would you say, um, I guess some of the, the differences with coaching is um, we kind of want to take people on a journey of where are you, where do you want to be versus where have you been? Um, how much do you touch on the past and how the past can help you move to the future versus just kind of looking forward? They're both linked. Okay. Um, but if you were, again, using my analogy of a road trip, if you were going to pull out of your driveway and drive down the road, would you look in the rearview mirror all the time? Ah, okay. That's a good analogy. Or do you look occasionally in the rearview mirror while you drive down the road? Because okay. uh, yeah. it and which one's bigger? Is the windshield bigger or the rearview mirror bigger? So where should most of your focus be? So it isn't that one is excluded, but we when we spend uh, all of our time, and I don't know, but it's what the stories I hear, when we spend most of our time looking backwards, trying to figure out why it happened, how I feel, and really staying there for a long time, I don't seem to move forward. Right. So okay. There is, there is a balance between that. Okay. Yeah, that's that's a really good analogy. Um, I think that people can use and relate to. Uh, personally, I think one of the things I was really trying so hard to do was figure it out, figure it out, figure it out. What happened when I was five? Why? 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 <laughs> I didn't actually start to feel better until I started looking towards what I wanted to do and how I wanted to feel versus why, why, why. It's kind of like I was in most of those questions never get answered. Okay. The whys and the and the how and why did that happen and and all of those things, there is a way to process them, but they those those questions, the only answer we can see our brain can seem to come up with was something was wrong with me. Okay. Yeah, that's a big childhood thing. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay. Well, well, that's a lot of information. Uh, we touched on, you know, some of the things that could affect us when we're younger, some of the things that could affect us when we're older, how it relates to our body and uh, chronic pain, emotional pain. Um, so I guess uh, what else? Any Any final thoughts on what you think? is good with relation to getting out of your chronic pain besides the four steps that you just talked about? You do those and they'll transform your life. Um, guaranteed. You begin to do those four. Um, the The only other thing is, is that I want to bring hope that it's possible. 
on those days when you can hardly get out of bed, that there's right. still hope, that there's still it's still possible. And the uh, and on my website, which I'm sure will be shared in the show notes, there is a free consultation. Talk with me. I will help you find the resources, the right people to talk to, to okay. uh, just take a baby step and and schedule a call. And then you can see how you can fully live vibrantly. Okay. And uh, one of the things that I do want to talk about at some point, certainly not on today's show, but I know you work a lot with manifestation. So if you want to manifest a certain thing in your future, that's probably a part of something that you go through in your coaching process. Is that correct? It is something. And when we talk about using our imagination to, okay. but I need to process the past and begin to get a vision for the future because I continue to look out my rearview mirror and I can't see my future clearly. So there are links to to do with each other. But using our imagination, we use our imagination all the time. It's just usually for fear. We terrorize ourselves. <laughs> we terrorize ourselves with it. And so it's it's learning how to use our imagination in a way that's going to produce things that we want instead of things that we don't want. We create a prison for ourselves, And so, yes, that is a complete conversation for a longer episode. <laughs> Good. All right, Donna, thank you so much for coming and joining us today and giving us so much valuable information. Uh, could you tell everyone where and how to get in touch with you if they want to use your resources? Yes. My website is the letter I, vibrantliving.com. Okay. And then is there, um, everything is on the website or do you? Everything is on the website. My podcast, I have free books. I have a blog. I have the place to call me. I have free workshops. There's a bunch of things there. Go check it out. All right. All right, Donna, once again, thank you so much for joining us today. And uh, we will definitely be talking with you in the future. Wonderful. Thank you. And that's our show for today. Chronic pain can leave us feeling depressed, lonely, helpless, and hopeless. Don't isolate yourself. Join our community of other people who are also experiencing chronic pain and related symptoms by signing up at painpass.com. For the Chronic Pain Members Area, newsletter, and podcast guest information, sign up at painpass.com. If you enjoyed this show, please be sure to subscribe so that you're notified of new episodes. Please rate and review this podcast and maybe share it with someone who may benefit. See your medical professional, doctor, or therapist and inquire about your own personal options for your pain relief. Thank you so much for listening, and I hope I provided you with some inspiring thoughts that may help you in your life so that you can say your pain is in the past.